0: I Love Old Time Radio Producing a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode originally aired on March 28th, 1948. And here is Death and the Easter Bonnet.
1: <laughs> once again your neighborhood blue coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil these dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not fade there has been no interruption in the mining of blue coal. Every working day, the blue coal mines are producing at full capacity. Yes, householders can fill their bins with blue coal this spring and be sure of the same steady healthful warmth next winter they have enjoyed this year. Because of the shortage of other fuels, the demand for hard coal has greatly increased. And for your safety and comfort next winter, we want to make this suggestion. Place your order this spring, the sooner the better, for the coal you will need next winter. Don't take a chance. Call the nearest blue coal dealer tomorrow and ask him to schedule your spring delivery of blue coal, America's finest hard coal. The shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama Death and the Easter Bonnet.
2: the kind of an Easter bonnet that I want, but there just isn't anything like it in any of the shops this year. Mont, you're not listening.
1: Hmm? Mm, yes, CSM, yes, Margaret. you talking about hats.
2: Well, I don't know how you know that. You're not paying the slightest attention.
1: I uh, pay attention to know that. What'd you say? Mm, nothing.
2: They try to palm off any old thing on you in the stores, but the one I buy must be beige, have a white bird wing, and two red cherries.
1: No chopped nuts?
2: Lamont, you're... Can't you see how lovely it would be? Beige with a pair of dark red cherries and a white wing. Well,
1: why don't you buy one?
2: Well, I've tried. are just a few little out-of-the-way shops that I haven't been to yet. And I don't intend to give in until I've exhausted the town.
1: Say Nothing of me.
2: What oh, is that? Uh, nothing, though. Well, somewhere in this city, there must be a beige hat with... oh, I'll get it. Hello?
3: This is Geraldine Granberry Smythe,
2: Margot. Oh, yes, Mrs. Granberry Smythe. Listen,
3: my dear, I hope I'm not too late with the invitation, but I'm having a musical this afternoon
2: at four. Oh, it's awfully sweet of you to ask me, Mrs. Granberry Smythe. Um,
3: before you say no, my dear, it's going to be quite an affair. Raoul Restigi is the guest of honor.
2: Raoul see Oh, surely
3: you've heard of him, Margot. The great violinist from Bologna.
2: Where's Bologna? Oh,
3: it's a small country in Middle Europe. Too utterly fascinating. And Raoul has taken the entire smart set by storm. You'll never forgive yourself if you miss meeting him. Oh, say you'll come. Well,
2: I intended to shop for my Easter hat this afternoon. Surely that won't take until
3: four o'clock, dear
2: girl. Well, I don't see why not. I've been at it practically all week.
3: Have you tried the Baroness Yolanda shop?
2: The Baroness Yolanda? Oh, yes. It's
3: a charming little place just off Falkland Square. Well,
2: I've never even heard of it. Well, if
3: you're hearing of it now. They
2: just dropped in and mentioned Mr. Espigi's name. You think I'll find what I want? If it exists. My dear, you'll find it at the Baroness, Yolanda. This is it, Lamont. The Baroness Yolanda shops at London, New York, and Southampton.
1: I suppose you pay once for each shop.
2: Well, you could hardly expect a woman like Mrs. Granbury Smythe to recommend a bargain basement.
3: Yes?
1: The lady would like to buy something.
2: You're the Baroness Yolanda? I am. I'd like a hat. Something special. Easter. Oh, oui, mademoiselle. Um, this perhaps pastel green with the sprigabillies of the valley. Uh, very charming, don't you think? Yes, I do, but it isn't what I want. Uh, but perhaps
3: mademoiselle has something definite in mind?
1: I'll say mademoiselle
3: If she will describe it to me, perhaps I could design it for her personally. Well, oh, that's a wonderful idea. Look,
2: I want a beige hat. Yes. With a white bird wing. White bird wing. And a pair of deep red cherries. Doesn't that sound divine? Yes. Who sent you here? I was told to mention Mr. Rostigy's name. I see. So do you think you could? Could what, mademoiselle? Design it for me. I do not have to design it, mademoiselle. That hat is here. Ready and waiting. What? Here, monsieur. Mademoiselle. The well, Mark, it's almost exactly what I ordered. Naturally, mademoiselle. How much is it? $75. $75? $75. For that kind of
1: money, darling, you could buy a cherry orchard with a dove palm thrown in.
2: I am sorry, monsieur, but that is the price.
1: Come
2: on, Margaret. No, Lamar. But... It's just what I've been looking for. $75? I know it's expensive, but I've been saving up for this all winter. Besides, I always say it pays to buy nice things. You come out ahead in the long run. Mademoiselle will take the hat? Yes. I thought Mademoiselle would.
1: You don't think that was a little on the extravagant side, Margaret?
2: Just wait till you see how other women stare.
1: That's what you're after. You get better results wearing a picture of Gregory Peck on your head.
2: You know, darling, you're very bright about most things. But when it comes to women's hats, you suddenly go blank.
1: Sorry. Nothing more
2: to say. I beg your pardon. What's oh, sir, I said i beg your pardon, but I couldn't help noticing your hat. You see? It's the most charming thing I've ever looked at. Do you mind if I ask you where you've got it? Not at all. I just bought it at the uh, Baronish Orlanders, right across the square. I see. I hope you'll forgive my intruding. Don't mention it. She has some very lovely things. Drop in and look them over. Thanks, I intend to.
1: Take your life savings,
2: Lamar. Yes? I want a hat. Oh, we, perhaps you would I like know a, what I'd like. I'd like a beige hat with two red cherries and a white bird wing. What? I wasn't told I had to repeat it. Who? Who sent you here? Red spiggy. <gasps> Where's the hat? I, I... Where is I, it? Why, I... Uh, I'll yes. tell you where it is. You sold it. You sold it to that girl who just walked out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite ridiculous, you know, Sherry. She asked for it. She knew everything. Even let's speak his name, mind you. Who is she? But that I don't know, Cherie. Sure. Who is she working for? for? But that I don't know either. That oh, really is incredible. Eh hey, bien, I have made mistake, my chère. Obviously, the deal is off, and our friend doesn't have to settle with me. Our friend won't get a chance to settle with you. What do you mean? I mean, you sold us out. Oh, no, 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 Cherie. Sure. It was a mistake, just a little silly mistake. To prevent further silly mistakes, I'm going to settle with you myself. A <gasps> gun. No, 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 please, put it away I am so terribly, terribly afraid of guns, Sherry Too bad But this is the last one you ever have to be afraid of (laughs) Sherry
1: Cab Hey, taxi
2: Dear, we've been trying to get a cab for the last half hour.
1: Not quite,
2: Margaret. Well, last ten minutes, anyway. I...
1: Oh, here's one. Sir, so glad. All right, my lady, hop in.
2: Come on. You might as well tell hey. him to drive on. What do you mean? I've just discovered that I left my gloves in the Baroness Yolanda's shop. Oh. be here
1: oh, she doesn't seem to be here Margaret but she is where the floor at the end of the counter oh,
2: oh, what's the matter with her
1: pretty serious complaint what do you mean she's dead but,
2: but she was alive just a few minutes ago
1: that was a few minutes ago I'm gonna call the police
2: there's probably a phone behind those curtains in the back
1: I'll take a look
2: what in the world happened here?
1: Speculate about that later. Meanwhile. Margaret. What? Remember that girl in the street who asked you where you got your hat? Yes. Lying on the floor behind these curtains, unconscious. Uh,
2: uh, you're all right. You you just think it. That hat. I remember your hat. Now
1: just relax. You're safe now. What happened here?
2: Happened to the Baroness. She's dead. Okay. Yes, I remember now. In... He was carrying me Hat when he walked in. He? Who? His name was Gessler. At least that's what she called him. Maxine Gessler. Yes. yes. There was an argument. About what? I don't know. They, they were speaking a foreign language. Then all of a sudden he pulled a gun and shot her. Where did he go? That's all I remember.
1: Did she seem surprised when he walked in?
2: No, I think he must have been an old cousin.
1: Good. Margot. Yes? Uh, take that credit letter off the desk and look for the name,
2: Gessler. Just a second. second. E. S. G. G. Gabby, Gary. Daniel. Here it is. Gessler. Maxine Gessler. Any vest? Yes. 1041 Fairfax Street.
1: Are you strong enough for the trip to Fairfax Street? Yes, I
2: yes. well, I thought you were going to call the police. I
1: am. After I've interviewed Mr. Maxim Gessler. It's 1041.
2: And as bleak a piece of architecture as you're likely to see. Oh,
1: my... You hold on the cab, Marco. You
2: mean I'm to stay down here? In the
1: event of trouble. it be tougher to have you both with me. This young lady has to go along to identify Mr. Maxim Gessler.
2: a gun? No. But well, don't you think you
1: should have? A spot like this, the element of surprise is worth more than heavy artillery. Here we are, to see. You step to one side in case there's any trouble. What trouble? There won't be any trouble if you keep your hands in the air. Yes, that's so. And show proper respect for this very admirable firearm. Gessler, Maxine Gessler, your servitor and in case you have not been properly introduced, the young lady at your side is my very able compatriot, Miss Nadia St. Get inside. A trap, I take it, Miss St. I'm sorry I had to leave you on, Mr.
2: Cranston, but you'll forgive me when you see how much we need you in our business.
1: Good work, Nadia. I
2: took some fast thinking to get them
1: here. When you phoned, you spoke of a young lady who had the hat. Yes, she's
2: downstairs in
1: the cab. I see. Here, take the gun. Thanks. Just keep Mr. Cranston occupied while I fetch the young woman. no. Out of my way. Take your hands off Margot Not yet. Yes. I'm going to have to use violence with Mr. Cranston here. If he tries to defend himself in any way, shoot to kill. Understand? Yes,
2: Maxine.
1: <laughs> you have made this necessary. Uh-huh.
2: Oh.
3: You say LeMond
2: sent you down to get
1: me? Yes, he wants you immediately.
2: But he's all right.
1: Well, never better. And the young woman? Miss Sandlow, she's an excellent health, as you will see. Uh, up these stairs, please.
2: What in the world is this all about? I buy an Easter bonnet, and the next thing I know, I'm in the middle of a blood-and-thunder adventure.
1: You'll find out very soon, Miss Lynn. And when I'll you do, you...
2: Just I'll go, stay
1: out of here. Stay out, you understand? Simone, what's the matter? Run, run, me. Hold it.
2: Come <laughs> on!
1: Open the door, Nadia.
2: I had to stop him, Macklin. I
1: understand. I had to pacify Miss Lane. Getting quite excited.
2: What did you use?
1: Blackjack. I trust I did not damage her lovely Easter bonnet. under the shadow in just a minute. Friends, there has been no interruption in the mining of blue coal. We're glad to be able to tell you this because it means you'll be able to fill your bin this spring and be prepared against a possible fuel shortage next winter. Now here's another important springtime suggestion. You know how the spring weather changes from balmy to freezing in a few hours? Well, that's when you most appreciate automatic temperature control. Why not have it now? Install a blue coal temp master with the electric eye thermostat. It will bring you years of carefree heating comfort. You need never go to the basement to adjust furnace dampers. You need never trouble yourself about regulating the temperature in your home. Because the marvelous new electric eye thermostat will watch it for you. You simply set the upstairs control, and furnace dampers will be automatically opened or closed as needed. You're assured of steady, even healthful warmth at all times. And besides that, the new Blue Coal Tempmaster Heat Regulator will cut your fuel consumption. Modernize your furnace with a blue coal temp master. It's easy and inexpensive to install. Tomorrow, call the nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to demonstrate the new temp master thermostat. And now, back to the shadows. came to, she discovered that she and Lamont had been dragged into a back room of Gessler's flat. In motionless silence, they both listened. As in the next room, Gessler and the girl Nadja examined her Easter bonnet. Well, have you found it? here,
2: uh, yes, but... well, Wait a minute. There's something sewn in under the bed. Hey, give it to me. Right.
1: <clears throat> now we just rip out the stitches.
2: <clears throat>
1: and there we are. Is that it? C over pi m
2: squared plus U over seven. Yes, Yes. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Our friend should be very pleased, eh, Maxine?
1: Actually... Let us hope so.
2: Tell me, our friend, is he going to be
1: late? Uh, let's see. He is his usual punctual self. He will be here within a minute.
2: You think he'll have our money with him?
1: I'm sure he will. Yes, has their funds completed, is this Whose
2: fund?
1: The fund of the Royal Wallonian government. As always. Mr. Gessler, sir? Won't you come in, sir? I uh, thank you. You are prepared for my coming? Uh, yes, sir.
2: The formula is here.
1: Exactly as we agreed. Excellent. May I have it, please? Um, <clears throat> before we make delivery, I think it only fitting that we collect our wages,
2: sir.
1: Exactly and we agreed. Five pounds. Exactly we agreed. Thank you. And now the formula, I may? Mean.
2: There you
1: are. I am most indebted to me. you. Now I come to a most unpleasant aspect of our relationship.
2: Unpleasant?
1: Why? I'm on highly criminal business in this country, and one thing is most apparent. What's that? I would be most unlucky if you decided to sell me out before I have taken my departure. From you should sure. have
2: thought of that before.
1: Oh, I did, Miss Nasser. And I made plans to take care of this contingent. What sort of plans? This sort. Oh, No. Put down that gun. I am sorry, Maxim. Most sorry, Nacho. But I cannot jeopardize the interests of my country.
2: Please,
3: Please I beg
1: you. Don't. You can trust us.
2: You can
1: trust us. Let's see him. Come on. Easy,
2: Don. What's happened out there?
1: I've got all too clear a picture. Stand back. Why? I'm going to smash this door. seems to have taken care of both.
2: He shot them.
1: Did you hear what Gessler called him?
2: Respiget.
1: Yes. Raul Respiget. That is his name. Gessler. He thought I would betray him, and now I shall live up to his expectations. Hey, listen. The formula sewn into the head was stolen from, from the United States Government Laboratory. What? It gives complete instructions for the building of the midget cyclotron. Midget cyclotron? The last development in the cheapest and quickest method of producing atomic weapons. Where can we find the Where is he going? Going. (coughs) We will find him.
2: 6.42. Yes, yes. (coughs) Yes. Too late. Yes. He's dead.
1: What does that mean? So it's where is gone.
2: I, I don't understand.
1: Neither do I. All I know is we've got to stop him. Let's call the police. That's too late. He'll waste no time being on his way now that he's got that formula. It's up to us. Margo. Yes? You heard about Raspighi only this morning.
2: Yes, through Mrs. Granbury Smith.
1: I see. must forget your manners, darling. My man. A nice little girl would call up and apologize to Mrs. Granbury Smythe for missing her afternoon musicale. Yes, Margot, dear girl.
2: I'm afraid I won't be able to get to your musicale this afternoon.
3: Well, that's quite all right, dear. In fact, it's just as well.
2: What do you mean? It's all over.
3: Now, Mr. Biggy had to leave on urgent business. When? Oh, about 20 minutes
2: ago. He left there about 20 minutes ago. This is Grandbury Smyth. What does Resbegi look like? Why?
3: Why do you ask?
2: Oh, well, I, I saw someone on the street today, and I just had the idea it might be he. Oh, uh, gold rimmed
3: black. Yes. Short black beard. Yes. Tall, carrying a violin case. Yes, yes. Then you saw him, darling.
2: Thanks. I suppose you have no idea where he's going. Who
3: said I didn't? I know exactly where he's going. You do? i heard him fooling the Central Railway Station for my living room. Yes? He reserved a ticket on the Golden Express for San Francisco.
2: San Francisco? Yes.
3: It leaves
1: at 6.42. What time does the clock say?
2: 6.40, Lamont. We've made it. We haven't found the Golden Express yet.
1: There it is, Margot, track 14, Golden Express. Look, Lamar, it's pulling off. Oh, quick, come on, we'll have to jump for oh, oh, it. Oh, I
2: never thought we'd make
1: it. i got to find out, Mr. Estee. Excuse <laughs> me. Oh, let the
2: man by. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Oh, oh, by the way, I, I beg your pardon. Yes? We're looking for a gentleman you may have seen. Yes.
2: He's tall, wears golden glasses, and a short, dark beard.
1: Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't think I've seen him, Man, He speaks with for a foreign accent. All no, right. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I've seen him. He's up ahead. Guess where? At car four. I, I had him talking to the conductor. Thanks very much. You stay here, Margot. No, there may be trouble. Well,
2: then, shouldn't you ask this gentleman to go along with you? No
1: thanks, sweetheart. It's a confidential matter. But if there's
2: trouble, you may meet someone. There's
1: trouble. I'll have someone. Who? A shadow. I'm back to you later, my lady. What's
2: up? It's a very serious matter. Well, who's this guy looking for? His name is Respighi. Raoul Respighi. Raoul Respighi?
1: Well, why don't you say so? What do you mean? The guy in car is isn't Raoul Respighi. I've seen pictures of them
2: all. And Lamont's off in a wild goose chase.
1: This is a concert violinist, isn't he? Yes. There's a violin case here on the platform?
2: Where? Yeah, right
1: here. See? Oh. There's a tap on it.
2: What does it say?
1: Well, Mr. R. Compartment 3.
2: Mr. R. Respighi. Where is Compartment 3?
1: Next guy, you want to go?
2: Will you go along with me? I'm delighted. I'm
1: delighted. Here we are. Compartment three. Hello, hello in there. Nobody home.
2: Try the door.
1: It's unlocked. Huh? Can we go in?
2: Yes. Quick. Now we've got to work fast. Maybe right here in this room
1: sound like somebody in a spy movie.
2: Well, no wonder. What we're looking for is some confidential government papers.
1: Really? How confidential?
2: They're practically invaluable.
1: Not by any chance a secret formula for a midget cycle attorney.
2: Why is it? How do you know?
1: Because I happen to have it here in my wallet. I thought it wisest to remove the glasses, beard, and accents until I'm safely out of America. <laughs> I'm a very cautious man, you. and I'm sure you would have been wiser to have kept your lily-white nose out of this situation entirely. But since you have not, being such a cautious individual, I shall have to take rather definite
2: steps. If you pull that trigger, they'll hear you outside. I
1: hardly think they could, above the noise of the rails.
2: They could hear if I screamed. Perhaps,
1: but it would do you no good. I have bolted the door on the inside. <laughs> You amuse me, young woman, trying to play at intrigue with a man whose business is intrigued. Whoever amuse me though you do. I can no longer afford the luxury of your presence. Please
2: don't! Please don't! Don't! Do me.
1: What happened? What's going on here? The window suddenly broke. Something crashed through the pane. There's nothing inside. I don't understand. <laughs> what happened to your accent, Mr. Oh, Estigue? What was that? Shadow! Who's that talking? I cannot see any. I am the shadow. Now take that formula, Rastigy. Don't come near me. Now take that formula. You touch me, I'll pull this trigger and kill this young woman before you ride. I don't think so. Are you sure you I will? It may interest you to know that when Mr. Cranston discovered there was no man fitting the description he gave you in car four. He wired ahead to the next stop to have you picked up. What difference does that make? She will be dead before we reach the next stop. We are at the next stop. What? The train has stopped, Rastigy. And if you turn around, you'll see there are three American-made police revolvers leveled at you through the broken window.
2: <laughs> it seems like it all happened twenty years ago, doesn't it, Lamont? It's been less than a week.
1: All I can say is it was a tough way to get an Easter bonnet. <laughs> no, I'll get it all right. Registered letter
2: for Miss Margolain. I'll take it. I'm here. huh? It's for you, Margot, from the Scientific Research Foundation. For me? What is it? Over. See. The Mark
1: hmm? In recognition and reward for your effort in retrieving invaluable paper of a secret and confidential nature, we enclose a check for $500.
2: Oh, that ought to teach you, Lamont Cranston. Teach me what? The hat cost me $75, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. And the check is for 500 So I'm 425 ahead. You see now, don't you? See what, though? That I was right. It pays to buy nice things. To come out ahead in the long run. <laughs>
1: Let me present Blue Coal's distinguished heating authority, John Barkley. Thank you, Andre Baruch, and good evening, friends. It's not too early to plan the spring checkup and cleanup of your furnace, and to make arrangements with your Blue Coal dealer to have that essential job done. Yes, it's essential to good heating and operation that will save you money next winter, and to prevent costly rust damage while your furnace is idle this summer. Blue Coal dealers have specially trained men and special equipment to do a quick, thorough, dust-free, and inexpensive job of cleaning your furnace. They can also make the minor repairs necessary. Your blue coal dealer will receive many calls to clean and repair furnaces, so it would be wise to call him now and make sure that he'll be able to fit your job into his schedule. Better make a note right now to call the nearest blue coal dealer tomorrow. <laughs> I you Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The shadow is presented by the DL&W Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. Lamont Cranston is played by Brett Morrison. Margot by Grace Matthews. Your announcer is Andre Baruch. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home heat money can buy.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply.
0: Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Now, that was a very expensive hat. I mean, I did the math and that would be like paying almost a $1,000 for a hat. For a hat and and one that you don't wear every day I, I don't know much about ladies hats but that's ludicrous and that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio this program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music and our host Anchor.fm If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For i iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.